Hello, lovely listener. I'm your host, Lindsay, and you're listening to Two Cents Podcast, your Audible anthology. As this is a series, we shall be analysing another section of Walt Whitman's Song of Myself, as recited by Guy Melinda. Without further ado, cue the intro. Section 12. The butcher boy puts off his killing clothes or sharpens his knife at the stall in the market. I loiter, enjoying his repartee and his shuffle and breakdown. Blacksmiths with grimed and hairy chests environ the anvil. Each has his main sledge. They are all out. There is a great heat in the fire. From the cinder-strewed threshold I follow their movements. The lithe sheer of their waists plays even with their massive arms. Overhand the hammers swing. Overhand so slow. Overhand so sure. They do not hasten. Each man hits in his place. We departed from Section 11's scene with 28 young men and one woman resting in the water. The scene was jovial and carefree. Section 12 could be a look into the men's professional lives, and Whitman details the ins and outs of a butcher and blacksmiths. The butcher boy is introduced to us in the act of putting off his killing clothes. One can imagine how marred they are in blood. I am particularly taken by the description of killing clothes and how it compartmentalizes the morality of his work as a butcher. It's not wrong for a butcher to have killing clothes because it's part of their job. The butcher boy putting off his killing clothes could be a signal that the butchering with all its gore is done. Any ethics tied to that will not seep into other aspects of his day or life. Killing clothes off, he heads over to his stall, presumably far or separate from where the killing takes place, and sharpens his knife. Whitman observes the butcher boy's shuffle and breakdown. This illustrates the butcher boy's process as he goes about his work. It starts off with a little bit of a scuff, then breaks down into a clearer system. I don't know much about butchering, but I can relate this process to my experience with cutting up chicken. So I have experience with regular broiler chicken and Cornish chicken, which tends to have tougher meat and is much slender than the former. These differences cause me to have a different approach when cutting them up. Such is the shuffle. Then there's the breakdown when I go into recognizing where to cut off certain portions. From then on, it becomes systematic. Another analysis related the shuffle and breakdown to black American culture, which has produced dances that go by those names. In a way, the butcher boy's work flows like a dance, an aggressive one at that. We are then brought to a scene of blacksmiths engaged in their craft. Grimed and hairy-chested, they environ the anvil. I had known the word environ to mean the environment, but an analysis found the word iron in environ, which is the material blacksmiths work with. Looking at the prefix en, en, when referring to nouns and verbs, it means to put into or on. Perhaps Whitman is illustrating how the blacksmiths work with iron, 
with this play on words, they environ the anvil. The speaker continues, quote, Each has his main sledge. They are all out. There is a great heat in the fire. From the sin-destroyed threshold, I follow their movements. The lithe shear of their wrists plays even with their massive arms. Here Whitman details the process of blacksmithery. The men have their sledgehammers, then we are redirected to the great heat in the fire, and then from the sin-destroyed threshold, Whitman follows their movements closely. He describes the lithe shear of their waists, which plays even with their massive arms. Here he pairs the grace and agility of their torsos as they position themselves to swing their hammers with the bulkiness and rigour of their massive arms. The next line reads, Overhand the hammers swing, Overhand so slow, Overhand so sure. I propose the repetition of overhand to be antanaclasis, which is a rhetorical device in which a phrase or word is repeatedly used, although the meaning of the word changes each time it is repeated. This line fragments the blacksmith's overhand into three phases. First, overhand the hammer's swing. Here is an emphasis on the tool's utility in the overhand as well as its intensity. Secondly, overhand so slow. We are now drawn to the pace of the overhand, whose slowness denotes precision and attentiveness. Thirdly, we have overhand so sure. Here the overhand is followed by a sign of expertise. I'll repeat the line once more. Overhand, the hammers swing. Overhand, so slow. Overhand, so sure. As it lands on the iron. The section ends with this line. They do not hasten. Each man hits in his place. Once again, denoting experience or expertise, as well as a care for their craft, which Whitman appreciates. His attentiveness to the work of the butcher and the blacksmiths reinforces his reputation of being the common man's poet. Thank you for listening to this segment. I appreciate you giving your time. If this is your first listen, I hope this was impressionable enough for you to join me again for another episode. If you're returning, your loyalty is unmatched and received with much gratitude. As always, my email is open for any further discussion on a topic, episode suggestions, and even submissions. Till next time.